Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How y'all doing this morning? Still reading something. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning. Hey, Edie. Good morning. Y'all doing this morning? Well, good morning. Welcome to Copy and Conversations with Kicking Stuff with Lakeisha. We are Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Instagram Live. I just want to take out time and welcome you this morning. Super, super excited to be here. Excited about this study we've been doing in Ephesians and how God has just been, been taking us into the character of Christ, reminding us of who we are and what he expects from us but also so that we can grow in the closeness and our relationship with Christ. I'm going to be honest. I thought um, I was at a place in Christ. Like I thought I was at a place in Christ. Um, I've been in church in all my life. My, you know, dad's a pastor. My grandfather's a pastor. My grandmother was an evangelist. Um, I could give you a list and a resume of different things. I just thought I was there. And then the more that I began to actually really study the word, really rightly divide the word, I realized there were places and things that I was missing. And the evidence of what I was missing was coming forth in my fruit. It was coming forth in my fruit. If you want to figure out where your lacks or where your deficits are, then examine your own fruit. And the word tells us that it tells you to check yourself so, the, so God doesn't have to check you. It tells you to judge yourself. And so my gaps and the things that I was lacking was manifesting in my fruit and how I treated people and what I did and what I said when the pressure is on. Yesterday, I was at um, the coffee shop. I call it the mothership. <laughs> I hang out there sometimes and I was hanging out and there's a wonderful man named Big John. And he came over and he started having a conversation with some friends of mine. And he said something so powerful. He said, what counts most is how you act when the pressure is on, what your fruit looks like when the pressure is on. He said, if you can ever overcome in a pressure when you're under pressure, man, wait and see what God does for you next. So I'm just saying to you, um, in this self-examination process, don't just look for a hype word, like a word that's just going to get you hype. Look for something that's going to help teach you so that you can grow in the things of Christ. Um, uh, said something last night when we did the master class. Uh, 
with Emily McKnight. Man, that masterclass was awesome. If you don't know who Emily McKnight is, go follow her, go find her. She has the link. I'm going to find the link today and put the link on my social media. She has the link to that masterclass. And it was more than just about the courage to find love. Man, God just kind of did something in that class. Um, so you need to get, you need to find out who Emily McKnight is. Go get her book, The Don't Before You Do. Ev, thank you, Ev. Man, God just, God, man, God helped me last night in the masterclass. So if you didn't get to see that, you need to see and get the link to the masterclass. I'm going to see if I can get it from her, see if she'll let me put it on my podcast and upload it a little bit later. But it was very, very powerful. But in this thing and growing in Christ, you got to be open to correction. You got to be open to what God is saying to you so that you can walk into the manifest and manifestation of the fullness of you. You don't want to be incomplete. And I have been seeing, we've been seeing, I see like a lot of, sometimes a lot of people who are incomplete, but they think they're complete. Like they got on part of the armor, but not all of the armor. And so when you get attacked, you can tell whether or not someone has all the armor on when Ephesians tells us to put on the full armor of God because their response to the attack, their response to other people. So this morning I titled this, Don't Forget Where You Came From. We're still in Ephesians 2. Um, humility is so important to this journey. Um, I see things all the time and I think God gives me an eye for it so I can intercede and pray. I don't see these things so that um, it's not the, the God doesn't reveal these things to me for me to bash someone else, for me to act like I'm better than someone else. God reveals these things. And he showed me that the other day for me to get in per, per position and intercede for people. So when I see certain things like on um, a person's wall or God lets me just encounter something, it's for me to get in position to intercede for that person. And for some reason, those of us that are Christians, we tend to forget where we came from and we get this spiritual piousness to us and we get this haughtiness to us and we don't even realize we are doing it because we feel like we're justified to act like we are acting in our behavior. And the Lord is like, absolutely not. That is not. And he challenged me in something the other day because uh, I saw a post and when I saw the post, the post was actually from one of my friends. The post irritated me so bad. Like the post irritated me really, really bad. And I was like, why is this post irritating me? And he challenged me with a scripture. He said, if you guys are supposed to think this way, if I'm saying to you, think only this way and you need to think this way, then how are you supposed to talk? You were irritated by the post because you know that the person wasn't speaking how I've asked you to speak to each other or treating treating other people how I've asked you to treat each other. So on this journey in improving ourselves and becoming more like Christ and, and growing, don't forget where you came from. Don't don't forget where you came from. Make sure you make sure you stay close to him and make sure you understand what the identity looks like in him. We are not to become spiritual police. You need to mind your own business, M-Y-O-B, and you need to stay in your own lane. And if you see something revealed in per a person, then the thing that you're supposed to do for that person is to pray. Hey, Coach Rob, it's supposed to be that you get in position and pray for that person. Uh, for churches, for pastors, all this putting our mouth out there, 
all this spiritual authority we think we walk in with other people is supposed to be done from a position of prayer and nothing less and nothing less and so your fruit is going to manifest when the pressure is on your fruit fruit is going to manifest how you treat people how you forgive people all of that is going to manifest when the pressure is on we see so when we're in ephesians 2 let's pray and get started father we thank you for your word this day we thank you for the overflow that comes from the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the power, Father, that comes from on high. We thank you for the ability to trample on serpents, Father God, to cast out demons, to lay hand on the sick. Father God, we thank you for this word today, Father, for you said judge ourselves. And then we don't even have to be judged. So we thank you, Father God, that we are proofing ourselves in the word of God so that we can be more like you. We cover this broadcast in the blood of Jesus that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Bless the people today. Let it not fall on deaf ears. Let it be implanted in their hearts so that they can go multiply for your kingdom alone. In Jesus name. Amen. So I want to show you a few things real quick. Um, and I'm, And I want you to hear my heart on this but hear the Holy Ghost on this, like hear the Holy Ghost on this. Cause, cause I'm gonna tell you something, the same energy that you reflect to another person is also usually the same energy you use to judge yourself. And when you find yourself in a position that you can't forgive anybody else, then the likelihood is you also having a very difficult time forgiving yourself. You're having a very difficult time forgiving yourself. If you always got something to say about what somebody else does, if you got something always to say about somebody else's character, you probably got some real deep-rooted issues with yourself. And you don't even realize um, we are not to become these spiritual police once God has done things for us. We are to, to love our brothers. We are to restore our brothers. And we got to we gotta make sure that we're doing that. And I'll see sometimes in comments and like, you got to want it. No, you got to want it. <laughs> you got to want to be with Christ. You got to want to be with God. You got to want it. But it's just our position to be, to encourage people to be light and love. I used to be there. I felt like I always had to have a word for somebody. I felt like I always had to have something to say. And the Lord, Lord grew me up so much this last year and reminded me the only position, again, remember we learned about Ephesians on Monday, is to pray, is to pray. So this spiritual guard up, these things we have to say, these conversations we have, we're not supposed to have them. So Ephesians 2, we're at the 11th verse, and it says, don't forget that you Gentiles, talking to us, used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now that you've been united with Christ Jesus, once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace. <laughs> I need to say that again. Peace. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. When in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of the law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace 
between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility towards each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit. We all serve the same God because of what Christ has done for us. So peace and hostility is peace and hostility don't go together. Hostility does not belong among kingdom citizens. That doesn't belong among kingdom citizens. And so if you are having a hard time with peace, which is a fruit of the spirit, then there's something missing or something going on with you spiritually. And you have to center yourself so God can do the greater work in you. Um, I read Deuteronomy 28 over myself every morning. And that is the blessing. That's where the Lord talks about the blessing. But one of the things that he says in here is if you obey, fully obey the Lord that I'm giving you, you will experience all these blessings. And he goes through the list of the blessings. But he's, and then he gets in, he said, I'm going to warn you again. Like, do not turn away from my commands I'm giving you today. Do not follow after any gods. And he basically tells them, and don't forget where you came from. And for some reason, when we get to a certain spiritual level, we tend to forget everything we struggle with. We forget everything we struggle with. We forget all the sins, the demons we had to fight off. We forget about uh, the stuff that we're still struggling with that we don't tell anybody about. Uh, we get a little word in us and we start beating people up with the word. We'll start using the word against people. And Christ came so we can be our peace and for us to be in peace with each other. Um, James says, why do we argue? We argue because we can't get what we want. And God can't get the glory out of any relationship that isn't laid in a foundation of peace. And I know some of you are like, well, so-and-so did such. I don't care what they did. I don't care what they did. Peace. Peace and not hostility is for kingdom citizens. We throw off the kingdom with all this arguing, with all this mess, with all this bickering, with all this gossiping, with all this backbiting. And for those of us that are saved, it's like, how can we be this saved and miss everything God said about how we're supposed to be in relationships with other people? And what usually happens is, a lot of us will start justifying our behaviors saying, well, they did this to me. Well, at what point, who, who grows up? Who, who grows up? Who decides to be more mature? Who decides to make a decision to really act like Christ, love God first and love our neighbors? Who makes a decision to say less? Who makes a decision to say less? James and James, I think it's what is it? James 1 and 7, James in there. And it tells us, be, be slow to speak, quick to listen. Who makes a decision to pause, to think about it, to pray? Who's going to make this decision if God is telling us to be a God of peace? A God of peace. And so he reminds him, he's basically saying, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget what all you went through. Don't forget all the stuff that you did. Don't forget you weren't here at one point. You need to remember who you are. And if hostility is in the camp and we got issues and we got troubles in the camp, 
then something is lacking in your fruit. Something is lacking in your fruit. And this ain't for just pastors. This is for all of us. If we would ever grasp this concept, the kingdom would be more fluid and flow and have it. I, I, I understand being mistreated. I understand people doing stuff to you. But God reminds us multiple times. And he says in Romans, recompense no evil for evil. Repay no evil for evil. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Repay no evil for evil. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Don't even spend time entertaining that. Do you know the energy that you spend on getting something, getting getting back at somebody, um, having something to say somebody? I get well, I get the right to defend myself. You ain't got to defend. It, it's been little things that's come at me all the time. Little little jars, jugheads, all the time. I don't respond. People have come to me and said, can I respond? No, we're not going to respond. We don't have to respond to everything. We're going to get quiet because our fruit remains. Our fruit should be remaining, right? John 15 says, remain in him. I remain in him. He remains in me. Our fruit should be remaining even in our most difficult times. If our fruit is not remaining in our difficult times, we do not have on our full full armor and there are some gaps in our system. There's a glitch somewhere in the kingdom because those of us that are in the kingdom, those of us that are Christians, that we should be nowhere, nowhere else acting like anything else. Yeah, if things do get worse, it does seem like things get worse when you try not to respond. But I'll tell you this, it eventually goes away. There is a scripture, I think it's either in Psalms or Proverbs, that it says when two people are arguing, when two fools, when we come into the situation, how are you going to be able to tell who's the fool and who's not the fool? How are you going to be able to tell who's the fool and who's not the fool? How are you going to be able to do that? And the only reason on the only way that you're going to be able to tell who's the fool is not the fool is that those of us that are in Christ, close your mouth. We don't have to have something to say about every situation. You ain't got to have something to say about every person. When I see people respond to stuff, especially on social media, I know that they're lacking and immature and incomplete. And so what the Lord has told me to do, it's not for you to judge, Lakeisha. It's not for you to say anything. You need to get in the position and pray and ask that their eyes, their heart be open to receive that. And how he challenged me was this, um, that 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and 16, it says, so we have stopped. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. We'll stop evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. come. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us the wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal to us. We speak for Christ. When we plead, come back to God. The other thing is you don't, you don't know who's watching this it's exchange. So now I like the Bible too. I, I like the Bible too. What both yelling are the fool? Yeah, you both yelling are the fools. You both are yelling are the fools. You don't have to respond. I'm being in a place where I don't respond to anything or I cut stuff off real quickly because I'm not getting ready to let the situation turn into something more. So this is where 
God challenged me yesterday when I started thinking about the things that we say out of our mouths. And we know what the word says we're supposed to say out of our mouth. It says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and on honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these that are excellent and worthy of praise. And the Lord asked me yesterday, he said, it's so, if I'm telling you to think this way, if I'm telling you this is how you're supposed to think, then how are y'all supposed to speak? And the scripture tells us we're supposed to speak to each other in psalms and greetings. If I'm telling you this is how you're supposed to think, then why do y'all feel like y'all get to speak on people, on circumstance, on situations any other way? Your thoughts are supposed to be pure, lovely, true, right, honorable. So then what needs to come out your mouth should be pure, lovely, true, and honorable. If it's not, yeah, John, that's good. Always coming in peace. Always coming in peace. Not always feeling like you have something to say. You can rightfully divide the truth. You can bring someone the word that they need, right? And you can do it in such a way, in such a gentle way. We're supposed to be gentle and peace loving. And we miss this somewhere. And then what happens is we're missing an opportunity to restore people. And then what also happens is we're really missing the opportunity if outsiders who are not saved, who are not Christians are watching this. They're they're looking at this and saying, you know what? Christians are dysfunctional. And if this is how they love and treat each other, I don't want to be a Christian. Why, Why should I be a Christian? Because they, they, they treat each other with hostility. There is no peace. There is no peace. Um, they say absolutely anything they want to. They feel it justifiable. Slang Bible verses at people. Mutilate people with the word. He never told us to mutilate people with the word. He never told us to use. As a matter of fact, that's actually manipulation. He never told us to take the word and manipulate people. We're supposed to love people. We're supposed to get in position and pray. And for even those of you working in progress, work hard on it because you'll throw up the king. I'm telling you, it it work. It just comes to a place where you have to self-coach yourself. I have scriptures on my mirror about gentleness and self-control. And one of the scriptures is in Colossians. And it says, be real. It just basically says, be real careful how you handle people, how you speak around people and what you say. Right. And what you say. Yeah. So I used to be about that with my facial expressions, too. Now I just kind of do a blank spot. We blank. We do. I do this blank space, blank space. It just. It just, I don't have to say absolutely anything. (laughs) I don't have to say absolutely anything. I need to get in position and pray. Uh, It'll go away. Well, Contessa, you might need to take some spiritual authority there. Sometimes you need to know what your spiritual authority is and that your prayers need to be directed differently. So even if you're not saying anything and it's still coming, you might need to take some spiritual authority from a different place and figure out why it's coming. And then your prayers need to be directed at a hedge of protection um, and some other things. Spiritual authority goes way deeper than what I've taught. Um, It's just you got to have a whole school almost on spiritual authority. So even if it's still coming at you, 
you still be quiet until God moves. I posted something the other day. Faith that God is going to protect you. Faith that God has got you goes from a circumstance or a situation that it doesn't expire. So even if the fire is still coming, choosing to do the right thing, you're going to prevail at some point. We're going to prevail at some point, but, and you, and it's going to win. You're going to win at some point. And the way that you're going to win is that you're going to stand steadfast. And if your armor, if your helmet of salvation is on, your breastplate of righteousness is on, your shoes are shod with the gospel of peace, you're steadfast in peace, you're girding your loins with truth, you're operating in your sword, eventually the battle is going to be won. The problem is most of us allow our flesh to rise up and we're going to deal with that in the battle. So funny, my skirt, my t-shirt today says, be still, right? And I think the last time the Lord let me teach, it wasn't on purpose that I put this t-shirt, but be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that he's God and learn to operate from a spiritual place. But please don't forget where you came from. Please don't forget the things that you struggle with. Please don't forget the issues. And if you haven't, if there are things that you can't understand because you haven't struggled and maybe you've been right, you know, a lot in your life, then ask the Lord to show you empathy and to give you compassion for people. Because there may be some things that you don't understand that people do, but it's not for you to get in the judgment seat because it tells us only Christ sits at the judgment seat. It's not for you to get in the judgment seat. It's for you to get in position and pray. I don't know if we realize how powerful our prayers are. Like, I don't know if we realize how powerful our prayer prayers are. Um, John 5 and 25, and I said, I assure you that the time is coming indeed. And here now, um, oh, no, 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 back up. This is for just as the father gives life to those he raises from the dead. So the son gives life to anyone who wants it. In addition, the father judges no one. Instead, he has given the son absolute authority to judge so that everyone will honor the son just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son is certainly not honoring the father who sent him. I truly tell you, those who listen to my message, this is John 5, 24, 23, 24, and believe in God who sent me to have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. So if Jesus is saying here that anybody that passes through me cannot be judged for their sins, then absolutely we shouldn't be having anything to say. Our thoughts should be peace, loving, of good report. So should our actions and what we say about other people. And if you lower yourself in true humility and you eat in this word like you're supposed to, your gaps should become less and less. But I'll tell you what often happens. We don't want to put the word on the areas that we like eating that bad fruit. We don't. We don't want to put the words. If if we really like chewing on those sinful desires, we don't. That's the area we really don't want to eat fruit in. And we don't. We don't want to eat fruit. We don't want to put scriptures because it's so uncomfortable for us. So if you're struggling with impurity, adultery, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts, and you really like that, like you, your flesh really likes that, you're least likely to put word on that first. You're not going to really deal with that strong man because you don't want to deal with it. You like it. You like, I tell people all the time when they tell me, I don't know how to get past this. I'm like, because you like it. You like it. You like being exactly where you are. You do. And I've been there. I liked it. I liked being 
uh, because I was bullied when I was younger. I liked being boisterous and let me tell you like it is because I felt like I had some authority, right? I thought I was acting in some authority. I thought I was acting in such a way to protect myself. It doesn't feel good to lower yourself. It doesn't feel good to love people sometimes and people don't love you back. But if you're hidden in God and you're operating the way that you're supposed to, should feel good to you. We know Galatians 5 says, so I let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are common, constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the rest are the lust are very results are very clear. Sexual morality, impurity, lust, adultery, <coughs> sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we are allowing the Holy Spirit to lead in a particular area, the fruit will be produced. If he's leading, the fruit will be produced. And the reason that the fruit is produced is because we're letting the Holy Spirit do the work. So in this journey, as you're growing in Christ, <coughs> excuse me, and you're becoming more like Christ, please remember and remind yourself, don't forget where you came from. And stop spiritually policing people. It's not your business. You need to be checked. You need to be so consumed with you becoming everything with Christ that you really don't have time to pay attention to what someone else is doing wrong. Well, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it for today. That's it for the weekend. Y'all check out, uh, oh, Pillow Talk, ladies. Pillow Talk VIP Christmas edition. It launched yesterday. Registrations are coming in. Don't wait. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't wait. Get registered. It's December the 14th. Oh, something tickled my throat. <clears throat> so get registered. Do not wait. Don't forget to subscribe to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Don't forget to go find out who Emily McKnight is. Uh, let me pray for you, and then we're going to get out of here. But definitely don't forget where you came from. Don't, don't forget where you came from. Peace. There, peace in the kingdom. No hostility. Peace in the kingdom. No hostility. If there is any hostility, then there's some gaps in your armor. Something going on in your is, is going on with your fruit where you're not letting the Holy Spirit um do. Yeah, Audrey, uh, yeah, I am December 17th. So definitely go ahead and get registered. I think we already had it's only 25 spots, and we already had seven or eight registrations come in lately. And so I'm telling you, this event will sell, sell out and you want to be there. You want to be there. Fellas, because you can't come don't mean you can't sow into someone. So think about sowing 
uh, a seed into a woman and sponsoring a woman for Pillow Talk. You can do that. That's a good seed to sow into the ministry. I love y'all so much. Ruby, I love peace too. I live in it now. <clears throat> and it feels so much better than living in hostility and strife. It feels so much better than being in people's business. And I ain't got no business being in their business. People ask me all the time, well, did you see what I posted on Facebook? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Instagram and nothing else. I run into circumstances and situations with people all the time. And I'm like, I'm not paying. I'm, I'm too busy watching myself um, in order for me to, I'm too busy trying to live this word out in me. Uh, so I can do everything he asked me to do. And I don't have time to spend, um, checking you spiritually, checking you and spiritually policing you. I still got areas I got to work out in myself. So don't forget where you came from. Y'all have a good weekend. We'll be back here Monday. Um, I do a blog, Real Talk with LMJ. It drops on the website. So go get subscribed to the website. Today's blog is on your unalienable rights. Um, I talk a little bit more about politics, life, and other things on Real Talk with LMJ. Don't forget, follow me on Instagram at just being LMJ. Go follow the ministry page, LMJ Ministries on Instagram, LMJ Ministries on Facebook. And I love y'all. We'll be back here Monday morning at 5 a.m. Father, I thank you for the people today. May the blessing be upon them today. May the word of God flow through them freely. May they not quench the Holy Spirit. May they be seated at your feet in everything that they do. May they remember this weekend that the promises of God are yes and amen. May they rightly divide your word. May they continuously seek truth. May you guide them in all that they do. May you bless the work of their hands. Hmm. May you heal their broken hearts. May you show them the peace that passes all understanding. May you envelop them, Lord, in, their, in your love. May they be saturated in your word. May Jesus Christ be their hero and their example. And may they receive the help that they need from above. Holy Spirit, go do your way, greater work. We love you so much, Lord. We bless you so much, Lord. We glorify you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We need you, Holy Spirit. We love you as well. We just minister to you right now and say thank you for all that you are, for your greater authority on this earth, for teaching us how to live in kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see y'all back here Monday morning at 5 a.m. Y'all continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for my ministry. Continue to lift me up. Lift, lift my ministry team up. Speaking tonight at Philander, in the morning at Philander, and then in Pine Bluff. I have three speaking engagements this weekend. So y'all lift me up. This is my last busy weekend this weekend. Y'all lift me up this weekend so that I rightly, rightfully divide the word and represent kingdom. And I'll see y'all back here Monday morning at 5 a.m. I love y'all so much. Go be loved today. Peace, love, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.